It's happened to us all. The well of ideas seems to just run dry. You're stuck and you've got an episode scheduled to come out or maybe your guest canceled at the last minute and you still need to publish. What will you talk about? Who will you interview? Well, coming up, I have some tips, tricks, and techniques that you can use to make sure you've always got something to talk about in your podcast episodes. This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's episode number 59 of the Law Podcasting Podcast, and I am Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers can use the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses, even if they're not podcasting about the law. And in this solo episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about where the ideas come from, how to capture and store them, and, and, and how to make the best use of ideas as they come so that you always have a topic for your next episode ready to go just in case the, the thing you've scheduled or whatever isn't, isn't there, or maybe it's just the way you want to gather up your topics. So uh, we will talk about all of that right after this message. The Law Podcasting Podcast is brought to you by Power Podcasting for Lawyers, the only how-to podcasting course designed specifically for attorneys, where you can learn the ins and outs of creating and producing your own law podcast, so you can grow your practice by building authority, affinity, and trust with prospective clients and referral sources. With short, easy-to-digest video and audio lessons and a community of like-minded lawyer podcasters, Power Podcasting for Lawyers is the best way to get your show off the ground smoothly and quickly. Learn more about Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. Okay, so you're up against the wall. No interview, no ideas for your next episode, and it's supposed to be published like today. What are you going to talk about? Well, here I have a few ideas about ways to make sure that you've always got material in your pipeline. Now, first off, you've got to have a mechanism to capture ideas when they come to you. Now, for some, this might be a technology solution like a notes application on your phone or a text file on your computer or maybe something even more complex, an outlining program or mind map, whatever. I like to use Evernote. Since it stores things in one database that I can access and update from all my devices, that makes it possible for me to capture my ideas anywhere I am, any time of day or night, and also to access them when it's time to figure out what I'm going to be doing for my next episode. Now, for some people, though, this may not may, may be too much of a, of a solution. You might want a, something a little lower tech. You could just as easily use a small you know, spiral-bound notebook uh, that you keep handy and write down topics or an index card uh, system you know, just in a box on your desk or a rubber band together. In your in your desk drawer, and you just write ideas on index cards, and then you can make some extra notes. I actually kind of like that idea. It doesn't work for me, but uh, I think that would work for a lot of people. Whatever it is that's going to work for you, the point is you do it. Capture those ideas as they come. Get them written down and recorded so you can forget about them until you need them. No sense cluttering our minds with stuff that isn't on the front burner. So that brings us to the next step, though. You can't just completely forget about them. You do have to review these from time to time. You might even want to set up a schedule uh, in your calendar to do this review, look at the ideas, and so on. Now, maybe that's just your normal podcasting schedule. You have a particular day of the week or whatever that you set aside a half an hour for figuring out your next topic, whatever. But the point is you want to have that review. Uh, as you may be able to tell from the way I talk about this, I'm a fan of the getting things done 
uh, methodology for uh, workflows, and um, I incorporate that into you know pretty much all of my work stuff and my personal stuff too actually so that's about you know get it out of my head get it onto paper or into a system and then work that system by reviewing and scheduling out the events so that i'll i know what work i'm supposed to be doing at any given time and that includes figuring out the topic and then uh, outlining the particular topic and recording the particular topic that is how this particular episode came about actually i was lamenting the fact that i didn't have a good topic and and i needed to uh uh, do some brainstorming and um, that led to well actually that's something I can talk about and here we are <laughs> so anyway the point is capture the ideas get them recorded review and um, that's going to let you give you the chance to go through and flesh things out a bit maybe even do an outline or a mind map and in a future episode another idea I captured is that I'm going to talk about those approaches outlining mind mapping scripting extemporaneous all the different ways that you can uh, prepare your your uh, your presentation for your episodes and reviewing is also going to lead you to more ideas. And then you add those to the list and they eventually filter through and and bubble up to the top and that's what you record. So next, what I would suggest is that once you've got some ideas down on in your system on paper or on those index cards or, or into your Evernote or whatever is get out the calendar while you're doing that review, schedule the time to record some of those ideas from your list right away. So you know, get a few, get a few of those ideas into your calendar and, and planned so that you, when the time comes, you get to them and you record those episodes. Now, if, even if you've already got your next few episodes planned out, it's a good idea to get these work, work a few more into your calendar, but getting a few backup ideas in the can ahead of the published dates is a great idea so that when you do encounter a problem. Maybe it's just that you have a doctor's appointment that goes long and you can't be back to your studio by the time you're ready to do your episode or or something comes up and you can't be there and you just can't get the episode done. At least you've got something in the can that you can with a few clicks of a mouse, you know, get published and um uh and add out to the audience. Okay. So you got that plan for when things go awry. Now, where do you actually get these ideas that you're going to put on this list? Well, I think it's important that you start by having a really set of a really good clear set of goals for your show. The intention behind your doing the podcast in the first place is going to inform your selection of topics and themes and episode content and maybe series of episodes and so on. So, it's good to know what it is you're trying to accomplish. Are you building your authority with potential clients, maybe referral sources? Are you educating your audience or, are you, or existing leads so they can come to you better prepared to hire you? Are you interviewing folks with an eye toward engaging them as leads in the future? Or maybe, as I've often recommended, you're podcasting about a topic just so you build visibility in your community and maybe not on a legal specific subject. So you just want to focus on providing useful, valuable, informative stuff to an audience of people who will think of you when the time comes for they or, or someone uh, for them or someone in their circle to, to need a lawyer. Uh, the point is, um, knowing who your audience is and what your, how you serve them, what you're giving them will help you decide which ideas are important. And that will help you select from all the ideas that you encounter. So when you encounter ideas, also, you don't want to dismiss them too easily. What seems really basic or maybe even boring to you might actually be just the kind of entry level information that your audience needs. You're the expert. This is your chance to educate, entertain, and inspire folks. Don't talk down to them 
Um, but do remember also that you're an expert in the field that you're podcasting about and they're not. That's why they're tuning in. Um, and so giving them the basic information so you're not repeating it in the office or, or uh, having to answer emails with that basic information is a great way to uh, get the content out. Now, once you have this mindset stuff down, you're going to start to see these ideas popping up everywhere around you. Certainly, you know, in your daily practice, you're going to encounter things. Oh, I should podcast about that. Or, oh, I should blog about that. One thing I suggest is read as many blogs as you can fit in without it being overwhelming. I personally like to subscribe to lots and lots of blogs about the topics that I'm interested in and that I, that I teach and talk about. I use a feed reading application called Feedly to subscribe and that's a web-based application, but there's also an app for the iPhone and iPad and I presume for Android devices as well. In fact, I know it's available for Android. Um, but I also use one called Mr. Reader that uh, is on my iPad that actually allows me very easily to review lots and lots of these headlines very quickly and I can dismiss them or, or tag them for later attention. Um, and I can even, um, uh, export them right into my social media feeds and things like that, um, very quickly from that feed reader. And it allows me to go through 50, 60, a hundred more, uh, headlines in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes in, in a day. Um, and I don't get to it every single day, but almost every evening, um, as I'm sitting and watching TV, I also have that, um, that iPad open and I'm, I'm scanning through headlines. And then from the, all those headlines that I read, I might select a, ha- a small handful, three, four of them to read, uh, in depth. And maybe one or two of those will be an idea for an episode or for part of an episode or something. And I should tell you, I should take an aside here and, um, and tell you about the workflow that I use for entertainment law update. Now that is my, uh, monthly entertainment law news roundup. What I do for that show is um, I read all my feeds, mostly the entertainment trade publications and so on, and all the blogs that talk about entertainment industry stuff. And I um, I get them into my feeds and then I read them um, each night or whatever, as I said. And from there, I send the ones that I think are going to make good subjects for our show. And because it's a legal news roundup, it's case reports, articles about cases, that kind of stuff. I tag them using delicious.com. Delicious is a bookmarking site. And the reason I do that is that it's available, um, uh, more publicly. And so I can share what I tag with the people who helped me put the show together, including my co-host and the volunteer contributors, interns that helped me out on the show. So then we, uh, the group, the, the interns and I have a weekly team meeting, a virtual meeting. We do it on Sunday evenings for 15 to 30 minutes using Google Hangouts where we all get together. We can see each other. We talk about the various stories. And while we're talking about it, we're putting together a Google document that is the rundown, the list of things we're going to talk about in our show. And then the volunteers write up summaries based on those, uh, uh, that rundown, uh, and the case reports and they grab up the, the case opinions and that becomes the show notes as well for our episodes. And then, uh, my co-host and I get together on the uh, night before we record our episodes. Usually that's the third Wednesday of the month. Um, and this is a big, heavy, complicated show to put together. So we do it once a month, but I recommend doing more often if you can. Anyway, we sit down and review and read the articles and so on and get up to speed on things. It usually takes about an hour, hour and a half. And then on the third Wednesday, we sit down and we record working from these talking points and we have a conversation via Skype and that's our show. So, um, the point being that using those feeds, using those blogs, that's the primary source of where we get stuff. 
Now, back to finding ideas from various sources. As I said, blogs are a great source. Reading newspaper, fantastic way to come up with ideas for your topics, and you can even start a clipping file. It's sort of the same idea. Um, trade publications. I'm in the entertainment industry, so I read Hollywood Reporter, Daily Variety, Billboard. Um, there's a few online things like that as well that we read, and that sort of informs our our thinking about our topics. Um, special interest magazines. If you're doing a show about, you know, I don't know, dog walking, um, uh, you know, the dog competition magazine. I don't know what, what's out there for those folks. Motorcycle. Uh, if you do a motorcycle show, obviously there's going to be motorcycle magazines, cars, road and track, you know, you, you name it. There's something out there. Um, head over to the local bookstore while there still are bookstores to go to and uh, just look at the at the magazine displays and, and look at the um at the uh, books in your topic category in the on the shelves. That may be a great source for some ideas. Uh, you can get ideas from watching television. Um, they, things come from the strangest places. Uh, you might be watching an episode of, uh, yeah, I don't know, your favorite uh, zombie TV show, and the, someone mentions something that sparks a trigger of an idea for something that you could do. And you know, The point is you want to expose yourself to ideas and media and content that will stimulate you and not just... Um, not just wash over you and, and attentive consuming of these things is important too. But most of us lawyers are pretty good at that. Um, social media. This is a fantastic place for getting ideas. First of all, you can see what, you know, you go on Facebook or LinkedIn or, or uh, Twitter or whatever. You can see what the people you interact with regularly. And that, by the way, should be fairly in line with who your audience is for you. Now, Facebook less so because that's going to be your sort of personal uh, uh, circle of friends, at least Hopefully, you've got a personal circle of friends on Facebook. But you know, if you're using it for business and you're going to have a fan page, you can see what those folks are talking about, what's interesting to them. Um, right now, it's probably uh, an awful lot of pe- people with a lot to say about certain political candidates, and that may or may not be something you want to get into on your podcast. Uh, but certainly, everything that you see in there could be um, um, a, a springboard for uh, more discussion on a subject or whatever. Maybe it's that the political candidates aren't talking about a particular subject that you find interesting and you you can do an episode about that. Um, I just found a topic, actually, I'm going to be exploring uh, this topic in, in some great depth. Someone posted a, uh, a, a short video and a press release uh, from a company that's doing some very innovative work um, on Facebook, and I saw it, and it stimulated I had 20 questions that came up as a result of that that dealt with the legal aspects of this new technology. Um, people who follow me on Facebook may have seen my post about this. And I'm actually going to organize a full-blown conference and CLE course program around this particular topic because I think it's just fascinating. It's, it's future stuff. And nobody seems to be talking about this in great depth. And it has such wide-reaching comp- uh, uh, consequences for you know the world, really, and and humanity. So I feel like this is something worth talking about, and um, I'm hoping that it will attract enough of an audience to make it worthwhile. But it could just as easily have been an episode or a series of episodes that I decided to create based on having seen this particular idea. My particular show doesn't none of my particular shows really lines up with that particular topic. And so that's why I've decided to go in, in the direction of a CLE, uh, a single purpose thing. Another thing, watch the bestseller lists, especially if you interview people for your show, but you know, watch what's new on the, on the bookshelves coming out, um, on Amazon, what the best selling books in your 
particular topic area are, and reach out to the authors, reach out to the publishers, the, the, the press people. You can use the topics of the books themselves as topics for your show. You could interview the author, or you could just review the books and share your top takeaways. Maybe you do all three of those things at some point. And here's another idea. The, the tool is built for keyword advertising. Google's keyword tool can give you a bunch of great ideas for the topics and the keywords that people are using in your niche, in, in the keywords that you, um, that you include in your websites and so on. Now, it's a little complicated to explain here, but this can be a terrific source of, of data and information about what you should be talking about. So it's worth checking into what are people searching for in your space and then give them what they want. If you've got an SEO consultant or someone on your on your working on your sites, um, then you can get that data from him or her. But if you don't, maybe it's worth you know getting someone to teach you a little bit about the, the keyword tools, or maybe you just you know commission a quick keyword research project for uh, you know on Fiverr or, or Odesk or one of the it's called something Upwork now. But um, you know maybe you spend a few bucks and get uh, get some reports on what the keywords for your topic area really seem to be, and that might stimulate some good ideas. You could ask your audience to submit their questions. I do this, um, uh, you know, do do an occasional Q and A show, easy as pie to set up a voice feedback widget on your website so you get audio of people asking their questions, or just to create a form where they can fill it out, or even just you know set up an email address for your for your questions and have them send them to you directly. Um, I actually do this with YouTube videos. Every Friday, I release a three-minute asked and answered video that's based on a question I've received from someone in my audience. Now, the secret here is that I batch them. I record a whole bunch of these in one single video session, and I release them over time. And what I do is I have my virtual assistant strip the audio out of these videos and release them as an audio podcast, too. And because they're short, I also have her transcribe them and post those transcripts on the blog page. It's the same content, three different media. That is what I call leverage. And even if you don't want to specifically solicit questions from the audience, if you think about it and keep a little bit of a log or a list of all the most common questions that people ask you about your field, whether it's in the office when they come to visit and, and whatever, or or whether um, it's just you know questions that come up because people know you're an expert on auto, uh, you know, on I don't know Jaguar maintenance or something like that. If that's what your show is about. You're going to get people asking you, hey, what should I do about, you know, the replacing the hood ornament or whatever it is? And that becomes a topic for an episode. And there you have it. So it's pretty easy, those frequently asked questions. Um, and finally, go back and take a look at your website stats, your most popular blog posts, which episodes of your of your show have been performing very well, any other content that you create. Uh, maybe you've written an ebook or something like that. All of these things are valuable. But that that most commonly or, or most viewed content, if it's getting a lot of traffic, then that's a topic that probably deserves to be revisited. If it hasn't been, you know, if, if it's only been a couple of months, then you probably want to wait. But if, if you did something a year ago, hey, it's time to do another episode. And that brings me to another thought is that if you have an, an editorial calendar and you or just a regular calendar, just look at what's coming up in the calendar for the next few months and say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm recording this episode today. It is March 21st. It's the first day of spring. So I could record an episode about, you know, spring something if I'm, if my support, if my topic supports it. Um, 
And then, you know, at the end of uh, the month, we have uh, Easter, and then we get into the Jewish holiday Passover, and um, maybe those things are are a stimulus for a topic area. Um, summertime coming up, um, maybe you want to do a, 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 an episode about... Um, you know something related to um, swimming pools. If you're if you if you have a show about leisure time or, or whatever. So the point is, look at the calendar, see what's coming up, and use those cues to trigger ideas for topics and get them down into that system. So take a little time to develop that system, capture those ideas, and review them, and to make them a habit. And you will have no problem figuring out what to do for your next episode. So that is about it for this episode. I'm going to say thank you very much to you, the listeners. Please do take a moment and send us your comments and suggestions. The website is at lawpodcaster.com. And a review on the iTunes store would be very welcome in the Google Play Store. Anywhere else you're finding this episode, these, these episodes, please do give us a review. It helps us rise in the rankings, become more visible, more discoverable and uh, build our audience and that's great and uh, help more people and that's going to about wrap it up for this episode of the law podcasting podcast if you're interested in podcasting in your practice the power podcasting for lawyers course is the way to go visit lawpodcasting.com slash guide and i will send you the free law podcasting resource guide and you get more information and until next time keep on podcasting